Hello, Sandy and Bruce. This is Dina in Columbus, Ohio. I think I was one of the first people to leave a message for your show when you first came online with 24-7. I wanted to let you know that I was listening to the Frog's Story episode today, and I was so touched by it. I went and ordered the book. I'm going to give it to my nieces and nephews. I think they'll be pretty excited. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you and Bruce. The 911 show that you did, wow, totally blew me away. I've listened to it so many times and shared it with friends. I think you guys are amazing, and I appreciate your take on things, specifically from the point of Jesus. To be honest with you, I don't know why people get news from any other place but you and AFR. Thank you for what you're doing. May Jesus richly bless you and your words and this ministry. All right, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. Well, Dina, that's probably the most beautiful compliment, one of them, that I've ever gotten. And Bruce and I both appreciate that. And then encouragement. And so we're going to do something today that I've been telling you we're going to do, but we haven't done it. And that is email and Facebook and your phone calls. Uh, we've collected quite a few, and we're gonna, we've selected some of them, and we want to just play your voice and hear your voice, and Bruce and I will comment on it. Plus, we have a couple of other news stories to tell you. In fact, I'll play another listener to clue you in on what we're going to talk about just for a little bit, and here she is, Geneva. Hi, Sandy. This is Geneva in Arkansas, and every time I hear talk about other candidates for president, the thing that I think most often is no matter how good the others are, I just, they haven't been tried. All right, so that's Geneva's uh, thought of this. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We haven't talked much about the presidential race, but we're going to because we must. This is the year, and we have to keep our ears tuned so that we can do everything we can to save this country, right? But meanwhile, did you know a baby's heart begins to beat at just three weeks? This Valentine's week, you can share heartbeats. A heartbeat is a baby's only defense in the womb. You know, at five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's where Preborn steps in, rescuing 200 babies every day from abortion simply by providing a mother with a free ultrasound and allowing her to hear her child's heartbeat and see their perfectly formed body in the womb. By six weeks, eyes are forming. And by 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her thumb. Preborn needs our help to save these precious babies. For just $28, you could be the difference between the life or death of a little baby. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. $28 will pay for one ultrasound. And of course, if you can afford more than that, they'll give more ultrasounds. So that's how it works. Preborn.com slash Sandy. And before we get into the show, one more thing. We have a we have revamped our website, sandyrios.com. Uh, it's just gone up. It's going to be a really handy tool, I hope, uh, for those of you to sign up for the mailing list so we can communicate with you. It's a great way to listen to the show. It's kind of a one-stop program. And you'll see a lot of other things on there that uh, you're going to find out places where I'm going to be appearing and Bruce. So you can come and say hi to us. Uh, things like that. So it's sandyrios.com, sandyrios.com. You can also pre-order my brand new book, God's Velvet Hammer. It's not out yet, but it will be out on February the 14th. So uh, so that's all the things you can do at sandyrios.com. So I um, I hope that you'll enjoy it. You're going to hear your own voices today, and I hope you'll enjoy it on this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. 
from American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely (laughs) new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. That's a joke. (laughs) Although if, if me fishing in France... Could yeah. do something for women's rights. I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously uh, t- take one for the team. I All right, let me, let me, <laughs> as if, as if you need persuasion in that regard. All right, that was the uh, voice of, uh, well, let's see, E. Jean Carroll. She's the one who just won an $83 million judgment against President Trump. She accused him of sexually assaulting her in a department store. She had already won a $5 million judgment against him. So that's how she's going to spend her money. We're going to talk about her in just a second. But it brings me to the issue of Trump. We started out with that clip. Oh, this is Sandy Rios, by the way, on Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, we, I opened the show by playing that clip from Geneva, talking about how Trump was the only candidate from her perspective. Uh, that was recorded a, a few months ago, so I just wanted to play that. So now we're at a different season with the election, and of course, uh, it's down to Nikki Haley and and Donald Trump. And we, it's pretty uh, pretty clear to me, unless something extraordinary happens, that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee for the Republican Party. So I want to just tie this into an email I got from Gwen. She uh, she says, uh, "Thanks for writing your book, and we're going to talk about the book too, and continuing to do podcasts. I know your listeners are still having withdrawals. I sure am." Uh, and so that was very nice, Gwen. Thank you very much. But they just need to listen to the podcast, and there's no that's the anecdote to withdrawals from listening to me in the morning. But uh, she mentions President Trump in this email too. And so I just wanted to I have since uh, since I started the podcast, not supported a candidate in this election cycle. And I've done that on purpose because it's been my opinion that um, we, there are so many variables in this election cycle that I felt it was unwise uh, to, to take a strong position on any ca- candidate. Uh, I have defended President Trump. All, I just think he's being treated horribly, and I cannot stand it. And I am so grateful for the things that he did when he was president that I can't bring, bring myself you know, to coming down on him as hard as some people do, certainly about his tweets. I always say, you know, when Joe Biden has done his horrible things, like what he's doing now with national security, 
I always had, I used to interject, well, uh, but how about those tweets? At least he doesn't, you know, do mean tweets. So it's perspective for me. Uh, the bad parts of Trump's character, and he certainly does have bad parts. He's got a huge ego, which is not good. You know, it's very, it's very dangerous. I knew that when I supported him in 2016, that that would be something that would come back to bite him and all of us. I think he still struggles with that, don't you? Yes. But uh, so today I want to tell you where I stand on this because people have been asking me, and I want to make it clear. Uh, I loved Ron DeSantis. He's my governor. I think he's a champion. I think he would have been a great president, but I wasn't sure if he was electable because I know he's uh, not yet, not yet, uh, especially with President Trump is the big elephant in the room, is he not? And so we saw that on the campaign trail. Some people say, well, what happened to Ron DeSantis? He just imploded. He ran a terrible campaign. I don't believe that. It's more complicated than that. I don't think I'm going to go into it right in this minute. Uh, but let me just tell you, he's still a champion to me. I think his uh, donors uh, wooed him into running because they were never Trumpers. And when they realized how principled Ron is, they withdrew their support and went to Nikki Haley. And therefore, uh, without me going into great detail in this moment, I don't think Nikki's the right person. I just think she has bad ties, bad interests. Uh, she's done some things well. It's a mixed bag, uh, but uh, I wouldn't. I don't trust her to run the country. Um, I think she's very interested in continuing um, aid to um, Ukraine, and there are other things too. Uh, her ties to the military-industrial complex con uh, concern me, and that look. I have to make it clear. I'm really grateful we have Boeing and all those. Uh, huge companies that have just flourished and created all these um, new innovations that have made us uh, a strong military power. But sometimes things go off the rails, and I think things in the military-industrial complex is off the rails now, uh, that uh, making the money and uh, paying congressmen and senators to do their bidding is really what's happening. Not everyone, but a lot of them, and I think Nikki's in that camp now. So I would not vote for her. I just won't vote for her unless she emerges as the candidate. And then I would vote for her over, you know, what's his name? Joe Biden. All right, so uh, so where do I stand? I support President Trump. I, I do now. I absolutely support President Trump. I never didn't support him, didn't like all the things he did, but it was too early uh, to, to lay down a position. So I just want you all to know that and be real clear about it. We'll be talking about it. How could we not? We've got... You know, this is an election cycle, and it, I every year, every four years since I've been doing radio, and that's a long time, I say that this election is the, the most important because I, I covered the Clinton election, both of them, just in detail in Chicago, and they were very important. And I've just, just seen a steady decline of our country, continuing and increasing danger every four years. And so I don't think any of you would uh, argue with me that we know the dangers right now. So, yes. I'm supporting President Trump. So, um, But I want us to just take a second, because this is in the news, about E. Jean Carroll. I want to take a second. I've asked Bruce to join me. Bruce, let's talk about her a little bit. What are her accusations? Do you remember? It's some department store. She's in a room, yeah. changing room, and she claims... This something. incident supposedly happened. She doesn't even know if it was 1995 or 96 in a downtown department store in Manhattan, and she claims that Donald Trump followed her into a dressing room, that he pinned her against the wall, that he pulled her clothes down, and that he um, had sex with her. Um, she did not bring this accusation until 2019. 
So uh, a good 20 plus years after the alleged incident. And um, I can tell you as a former prosecutor that you do not take cases that are dormant for 24 years. That's not to say nothing happened. But Isn't there a statute of limitations? It, well, if, if, if this was about reputation, though. This was a civil case, not a criminal case. Okay. And, but what I'm saying is the underlying criminal case was never brought. And if this was that terrible, why did E. Jean Carroll not bring a criminal case against Donald Trump at that time? Um, so E. Jean Carroll has brought two actions against Donald Trump. The first one started in 2019, uh, that he defamed her and that he had sexually assaulted her. And she was awarded a, a verdict of $5.5 million in damages. Then this latest case was a defamation case. In other words, since this verdict was awarded to Carol, uh, Donald Trump has called her a liar and he has called her a whack job. Uh, he did that on a CNN panel uh, he's done it other times in public. And so Carol came after him again for defamation. Now, in that suit, uh, Carol asked for up to $12 million in damages. And she brought in a, a professor from Northwestern University, Ashley Humphreys, who sp- supposedly specializes in how much damage has been done to a person. She also testified against Rudy Giuliani in his case. And anyway, after she got done testifying, uh, E. Jean Carroll was not awarded $12 million. She was awarded $83 million in damages by the court, uh, by the jury. Uh, $11 million was for damage to E. G. Carroll's, e. Jean Carroll's reputation. $7.3 million was for emotional harm. And $65 million was punitive damages. Punitive damages mean that Basically, you're a bad person and you did this on purpose. Well, let me just say, Bruce, no matter how you feel, I mean, we're going to talk about her just a little bit here because I think we need to. Uh, let's say she's telling the truth. Uh, even if she's telling the truth, that's excessive. That's more yes, than excessive. Yeah. So she has $89 million from President Trump for what she accuses him of this is, in 20 this, years ago this or 30. Is, this is a great example of what people call lawfare. E. Jean Carroll, if you heard, if you listened to what you just played with uh, her interaction with uh, Rachel Maddow, Maddow, you can see what a non-serious person. Does E. Jean Carroll sound like someone who's been traumatized, who's afraid for her life, as she claims since this happened with Trump? She sounds to me like a gold digger and someone that's been put up to this and if if you look at the people who are involved in this case her attorney is named Roberta Kaplan Roberta Kaplan is from New York she's married to another woman she's married to Rachel Levine who is a New York State Democratic Committee woman from Manhattan she also heads the I believe she heads the New York State Democratic Yes I think you Committee. yes I believe that's true uh and so I Listen, I'm all in favor of women protecting themselves and being empowered. But to me, this is like the cabal of women that are exerting woman power as their 
reason for doing things. Well, let me make the case for you because uh, we played the what she said to Rachel Maddow. I'll repeat it. She said um, uh, she's going to go shopping, get completely new wardrobes, new shoes. Rachel, what do you want, a penthouse? Uh, so And she goes on and on about the money. And then the other thing, Bruce, she was three days after she was awarded the $83 million, she was on with George Stephanopoulos, and this is what she said. Uh, she's going to spend the money on, quote, something Donald Trump hates, end quote. If it'll cause him pain for me to give money to certain things, that's my intent. Uh, she said she might suge- uh, create a fund for women who've been sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. But now here's the thing. Women that are traumatized by rape or assault are not usually this happy. Andy No even texted that. Andy's the um, oh the, the guy that follows Antifa. And he said, basically, this is not characteristic of women who've been assaulted. And that's true. There's shame. There's sorrow. There's trauma. And that's something that she has never exhibited. She claims it in writing, but she never exhibits it. When you watch E. Jean Carroll walk out of the courthouse after the award with her attorney, who I just mentioned, um, uh, Roberta Kaplan and Sean Crawley, who was her other female attorney. They are fist pumping. I I mean, listen, it's nice to win awards for your client, but you're an attorney. You're to to maintain a decorum. This was not, in my opinion, about winning a judgment for E. Jean Carroll. This was about winning a judgment against Donald Trump and just putting further hindrances in his road to try to regain the presidency. I want to mention one more thing, because this is important. I don't know if anybody remembers Tara Reid. Tara Reid was an aide to Joe Biden, and she she claimed in great detail, uh, was it September 20, uh, I'm not sure, it's 2020, something like that. She alleged that Joe Biden had raped her. And she gave great detail, and she was traumatized. She was nothing like E. Jean Carroll, and she actually ended up fleeing the country because she got so much blowback and no support, as opposed to uh, the girl that testified, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Who can forget uh, how she accused Brett Kavanaugh of raping her? And we also know that the, the investigation later showed after that trial that was horrible, uh, during his confirmation, or as his confirmation hearing, uh, showed there was nothing to They couldn't find anything. The people that accused him had, were lying. They couldn't find any trace. They had women coming out from all over the country saying that Brett Kavanaugh had assaulted them, and, and none of them tr- tr- proved to be true. And guess who went on the Internet posting her support for Dr. Blasey Ford? E. Jean Carroll. Yes, exactly. And so Tara Reid took her on. Tara re- emailed her and said, Basically, you know, remember me? I accused Joe Biden of raping me. I have proof of that. And I was run out of the country. And now here you are uh, going after Trump, and you're treated like a hero. It doesn't seem right. You know, you're treated like a hero for what you're saying, and no one would even listen to me. And you are supporting Joe Biden. You've made that very clear. How can you do that? That's basically the back and forth. Well, I think we've, unless you have one more thing to say, I think that's a, but that's E. Jean Carroll, and there's a lot more to say about her. But I guess enough, and I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it's, uh, it is lawfare. It's, they're trying to, yeah. of course, bankrupt Donald Trump. President Trump will appeal this verdict, but that will be many years in the future before that's decided. And E. Jean Carroll and her cabal have accomplished their mission, and that is tying up Donald Trump in court and making him look like a bad person to women. Yeah. 
Uh, Bruce, let's let's change the subject because this is a, a voicemail I got from a woman named Cookie. Okay, so this changes the subject, and I think this is going to be an interesting discussion for you and I because we enjoy this, or at least find this subject matter fascinating. This is clip two. Hi, Sandy. My name is Cookie Care, and I've just listened to your podcast about uh, North Korea, and I'm in tears. You know, I feel our nation is going to be going right down that same path. I'm uh, 82 years old, so I remember the Holocaust, and I remember my parents uh, getting letters from a cousin that they, a couple cousins that they had in East Germany, and my I, I was probably very little, and so I just remember kind of the reaction. And how my dad kept saying, how come they can't get out? How come they can't get out? I don't understand. You know, people in America here, we have no idea, no idea what other people are going through. We've got everything and we we eat too much and we, you know, have too many cars and too much stuff. And it's just, I don't know, I'm just so sad to this nation. And uh, I just want to tell you, God bless you, Sandy. He's giving you such a gift. And I pray for your protection. I pray for your health. And I pray for Bruce, too. I'm just awed by what you know, and I'm awed by what you do for this nation. And please keep it up, Sandy. I really love you, and I pray for you every day. And I listen to you every day, okay? My voice is cranky because I'm old. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and a blessed, blessed New Year's. And please, please, stand back, kiddo, because you're doing a world of good for this crazy, broken world that we live in. Thank you, Sandy, so much. God bless you, sweetie. Bye-bye. Cookie care. It's, I don't know how to... I, I think that's what she said. Cookie, that was... Thank you. That was beautiful. 82 years old, and listen to her. And uh, Bruce, she's mentioning the Holocaust, and she fears that we're going through the same kind of... We're moving toward the same thing. Cousins in East Germany, and she keeps asking... How come they can't get out? How come they can't get out? Well, you and I have been watching a series of, uh, of course, I lived in Berlin, Germany uh, during the Cold War, and I write about that in my new book. We'll get into that, I think. Uh, But it's uh, God's Velvet Hammer. You can pre-order it on Amazon, by the way. But uh, that's why I'm so interested and fascinated with Berlin. I used to travel through Checkpoint Charlie and go into the East and that was really a real uh, turning point for me in terms of my understanding of communism and the loss of freedom. But, Bruce, we've been watching several series on television about um, that it's, that I think helps people understand. You know, the, the, for a long time, uh, East Germany, the East Germans wouldn't talk too much uh, about what had happened in their country. But now there are all these movies and documentaries. Is there any one of those we've watched that you would commend to help people's understanding? Well, one really good one that we watched is called Line of Separation, and that detailed what happened in a village when it was basically split right down the middle when the Russians and the United States divided their zone of occupation within Berlin. And it compares and contrasts the lifestyles that are no more than, you know, 100 yards apart, how in the West you were free. Now you were under you were under pressure because you're surrounded by. You have to remember Berlin, even though it was free in the American zone, it's surrounded completely by uh, Russian occupied Germany. However, you had the the Western zone, which was occupied by the Americans. But then, right across a barrier, 
in the same city, Berlin, are the East Germans and the Russians. And you could not travel back and forth after a while from the East to the West because, unless you were certain officials because they were losing so many people. And, you know, it's, the irony is the Russians say, oh, we built this wall to keep out intruders. But we all know what they really did is they built that wall to hold in their own people. Well, the thing that comes out, too, in that, and, and others we've been watching, and I knew this because I know that because I lived there, the East German hardliners actually believed in what they were doing. They thought they were building a better society. And while fire, farmers were beginning to, uh, they were trying to establish a collective society where everyone was equal. And while people began to starve because the farmers' equipment was breaking down, they were trying to force the farmers to share their equipment even though they owned it. It wasn't working. The people were rebelling. And so thousands and thousands were escaping into the West. And yet the East Germans, the hardliners, really believed, the communists, what they were doing was wonderful. It's kind of like our leaders now. We ask uh, why they don't defend our country and we talk about how they actually think America's bad. They have a completely different perspective. But I would commend that, certainly the line of separation. Some of these uh, probably morally I can't, we can't uh, um, commend to you because. because. Uh, but just keep your eye out for those stories about There's one called the Berlin Wall, but I think that may have some, um, some things in there that might not be suitable, certainly for your children. Uh, but... Uh, Cookie, you're right. Uh, I think we are headed just blindly down this path of losing our freedoms, and because people have forgotten, boy, I'd like to send them. T- I'd like to send them to uh, some of these closed-off North Korea, China, and just see how they like not being free. Five minutes, five minutes would do. Maybe one day, and it would change everything. Well, Sandy, we've gotten some very nice email. Um, addressed to you. Um, One is from Virginia, Gina, and she wrote us about Christmas. And she was talking about attending her church and hearing a beautiful um, hymn. And so she writes, I was blessed to have sung with three other ladies a beautiful hymn, and at this is the core of my Christmas message. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, a noted 19th century poet, who lived during the Civil War, penned this powerful poem, later put to music by J. Baptiste Calkin. And uh, she talked about the horrific uh, events that had surrounded Longfellow's life. Uh, He had lost his wife in a fire. He was also badly burned in the fire. His son had been fighting in the Union Army in the Civil War, and he had been hospitalized with severe wounds. So on Christmas Day... Longfellow penned these words. He said, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head till there was no, there is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, 
goodwill to men. Wow, Bruce, that is just so powerful, and I don't care if it is Christmas. You know, I think he wrote, it's about Christmas. It isn't just about Christmas. He's going through this trial. He's sitting, I think, by the bed of his son who was wounded in the war, having gone through all that you just described, and he writes this piece. Uh, Bruce, can you read that very last verse one more time? Yes, you know, he'd been talking about all the despair and things that were going on, and then he finishes it with this. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. All right, and with that, I think we're going to take a little break here. I just want, I just want you to know that still applies. That was uh, 1860-something when he wrote that. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. And so uh, that's our hope. And uh, we're going to come back in just a second with more from you. So stay tuned on Sandy Rios 24-7. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Abortion has remained the world's leading cause of death for the fifth consecutive year in 2023, despite the overturn of Roe versus Wade. And that makes it the leading cause of death in the world. Tragically, this total is greater than the number of deaths attributed to the next seven causes of death combined. Preborn is leading the charge in our nation to turn this around. Every day, preborn clinics rescue 200 babies. And you see, by introducing a mother to her child on ultrasound, a baby's chance of survival doubles. 200 babies are truly miraculous, but their work has only begun, as by the time I finish this life-saving message, two babies will be aborted just in this country. Will you join Preborn and Sandy Rios 24-7 and make 2024 the biggest baby-saving year in history? Just $28 pays for one ultrasound, and you know you can help by going to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy, and make your most generous donation. I know you. You guys have a heart for life, and you're so faithful to give to this cause. And I have to tell you, I've said before, but I will repeat, I believe preborn is the future of saving babies. I'm afraid we're losing this battle in terms of public discourse. I'm not giving up yet, but we might. We might lose this battle. We just don't know which way it's going to go. But preborn is actually saving babies' lives by showing moms their pictures. So I hope you'll help. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. Hey, Sandy, it's Ricardo. One more time, i got to tell you something. I'm sitting there in my um, bedroom one evening and watching TV, and all of a sudden I get a phone call, and I'm thinking, it's from Florida. I'm thinking, who is this? So... Um, I almost didn't answer. Then I finally answered it, and the person said, this is Chris, Christopher Ruddy. And I'm thinking, Christopher Ruddy said Newsmax. I said, this is the Christopher Ruddy that actually owns Newsmax? Is the head of the Newsmax? It sure was. He had called me because I had uh, left a message how much I appreciated Newsmax and told him I had a large family and a little bit about me that I was African-American. He called me back and talked to me, Christopher Ruddy, the head of Newsmax, for a while on the phone and told me about his life personally. And then he sent me a box of stuff, man. He said he was going to put me on his um, magazine, and he sent me in the mail to my home personally. He said, this is my personal cell phone number. He said, he, he, so he told me to keep it. And he sent me a box of hats and some, some books, 
And he said, if I need anything from Newsmax, let him know, and he would give it to me. I was shocked. I was amazed. And we've texted each other since then. When I got it, he texted me back and said, I'm glad you got it, and, and talked to me a little bit more, texting. And I've called others. Nobody has called me back like that, and that's a, almost like the equivalent of the head of Fox. So I was pretty impressed. Okay, God bless, Sandy. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, Ricardo, you're so funny. Ricardo's a longtime listener from uh, The Morning Show. He's a pastor, and he has, I forgot how many kids you have, Ricardo, a lot of children. Uh, And uh, he's just always been, every time he called on the radio or now he's calling and leaving messages, uh, Ricardo, you always make such good sense. And it's really fun to me to know that Chris Ruddy, who's the founder and CEO of uh, Newsmax, yes, he is, I would call you. I just think that that just delights me. You know, Newsmax is really my go-to television network now. I, I, I just highly recommend it. I signed up for Newsmax Plus, and some of you might want to do that also because uh, they have an uphill battle, you know, with media. Uh, they they lost their streaming abilities because they were – because, you know, the powers that be decided they shouldn't be there. So they Newsmax Plus was developed. You have to play, pay a little bit each month, but it's not bad. But uh, anyway, I recommend Newsmax, and Chris Ruddy is a great guy. I've uh, talked with him more than once. He's just a really fine guy. So who knows? You might even tune on and see, uh, you know, hear your favorite podcast uh, show, Sandy Reels twenty four seven on Newsmax. I've actually been on once already with Todd Todd Starnes. So uh, anyway, thanks, Ricardo. That's really funny. You made my day when you left that message. And Sandy, we got another email. It is from Edward, and. He's pretty right to the point. He says, wishing you and yours, Sandy, a very blessed and Merry Christmas. We miss you in the morning. When people write, we miss you in the morning, obviously that, that's sweet to know, but we want to know, want to let people know that there is an alternative yes, to right, listening exactly. to you in the morning. That's the present show we're doing, Sandy Rios 24-7 podcast. And if you have friends that are saying, you know, I used to listen to Sandy in the morning, but now I, I, I don't know where to find her, please tell them uh, about the podcast. Hi, Sandy. This is Geneva, and I just wanted to tell you I'm so excited to hear about your book, and I can't wait to get it. Have a blessed day. Bye. Well, Geneva, thank you. Um, we did want to let everyone know that Sandy has written a book, it's coming out. It's called God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Girl Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. And I have to say I'm very proud of you for writing it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, they're going to say, I, you know, I hate to say that. It, it, we just talked about this on Friday. Last, The podcast, the last one of the last week, was about the book. And if you haven't listened to it, you might want to go back because I hate to repeat myself. I'm not good at that, uh, but I have to. So uh, God's Velvet Hammer is coming out on February the 14th, which you can pre-order it now at Amazon. Uh, so uh, so there, there you go. And, of course, you can find this information on our website at sandyrios.com. You can email us at sandy at afr.net. You can call us like many people have done here at 662-821-2040. That's 662 662- 8212040 you can go to any podcast platform maybe we should explain that bruce i think podcasts are kind of still a mystery to some people they're very simple really uh it's not nearly as complicated as you might think it's not like listening to the radio that's that's true you have to use your phone 
Uh, and uh, if you are listeners to AFR and you have the app, AFR, the AFR Talk app, you can find the podcast right there. Just go to AFR Talk on the app and or go to the AFR Talk app and you can look for the podcast and, and you can find my show. It's real simple. Um, the other thing is, of course, if you really don't know how to you you know to do that, or if you're doing it another way, you can go to sandyreels.com and you can get right to the podcast that way without having to do anything else. And I think that's um, everything on that. I want to say one more time that uh, we are revamping something so that the the uh, the website will now have a way for you to sign up for a mailing list. So if you some of you may have done that. Many of you have done that, but some of you may have tried and it didn't go through because of some complications. So we are revamping that. So if you look on the website now, you can see how you can sign up for the website. Also, there's new photo gallery there and all kinds of fun things. Uh, you can find out where we're going to be, Bruce and I, as we travel about. Uh, and uh, you can order the book from that website, too, so it makes it real simple. One thing people have been saying, everywhere we go, they talk to me about how much they enjoy your part in this podcast. They always look forward to what you have to say because of your background as an FBI agent and a prosecutor, you bring a lot to the table. And so they, I just think that's really cool because you've never done anything like this, have you? No, I haven't, and it shows. But um, <laughs> no, but I, I very much enjoy doing this. Uh, I used to drive Sandy crazy because she would be on the air for several hours and I would be listening, and I would be getting pent up listening to all the bad news and things. And so the minute she would sign off, I would like jump on her like, I can't believe this, and I can't believe what you talked about here, and this sounds so terrible. And it's like, this is, uh, this is helping our marriage. <laughs> because now it gives me an outlet to be on with her and vent on these things <laughs> rather than after the show. That's true. He would do his whole talk show host. He would do his whole talk show afterwards to me. <laughs> yeah, and I had plenty to say usually. Well, you know what's interesting, Bruce, just to watch you grow with this because you've always had some great insight. And you've brought that insight to me behind the scenes where people don't know. Uh, but it's it's fun for me to see you develop, um, to be able to kind of share it with people and I've so it's not just an audience of one anymore; <laughs> it's a it's an audience of thousands. So, oh, well, I'm honored honey? to speak to your uh, fans. I really am. Yeah, thank you, honey. Well, thank you for joining me, Bruce. Rather, my sweetheart, and uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, you can call us. You know that six six two eight two one two zero four zero. We love to hear what you have to say, and we'll do a show like this again sooner. We won't wait, you know, six months like we did last time because I think it's important to hear from you and have your voice heard on this show. It's sandy at AFR.net is the email address. And on a personal note, I would like to wish my wife happy 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, that's right. Bruce is the kind of guy that remembers all the dates, all the numbers, and I am the unlikely female who doesn't remember those things. (laughs) We are switched on that. It's also the women who keep book on that. But I'm not, I don't do, but I did know it was our anniversary. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Thank you, same to you. All right. Well, thank you for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.